0: doing?
1: I didn't think you would respond.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I've heard your podcast a little bit.
1: Yeah, for real?
0: Yeah, I heard a little bit of it starts at least.
1: Oh, oh, okay. From what? When I edit? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we have a special voice on the podcast this week. Uh, friends and family and foes, maybe. I don't know. Um, introduce yourself.
0: I am Nestor, I am a chef, and also Katie's boyfriend.
1: <gasps> reveal the secrets.
0: <laughs> boyfriend reveal.
1: Yeah. Um, what do they call that? Like a soft? What do they call that? I keep seeing it on the internet, on TikTok. Like a soft launch. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah. I I just soft launched you on, on my podcast. Oh, yeah. Maybe, maybe not soft. Maybe what number like of medium. episode is this? This is like 25. Okay. Nice. Wow.
0: Right in the corner. 25,
1: I think. Maybe, I don't know. I'll look at it when I edit it. Right in there. <laughs> it's in that range. Anyways, hi, guys. Um, welcome to the podcast. Um, we have a special guest this week, as you have maybe heard already. Um, hopefully, you didn't skip a minute and a half into this episode. Um, that's usually yeah. when the
0: best thing starts.
1: Sometimes, because usually like ads are in the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which Anyways. remind us,
0: uh, let us introduce the sponsor of this. Ad- no, <laughs> wait, we don't have sponsors yet.
1: Not yet, not yet. Okay. Um. Yeah, so um. Ashley's out another day. So, I mean, Nestor's a chef. Maybe you can tell with the title and with the introduction. We have a, this episode is about a chef.
0: Yeah, we're actually cooking right now. Oh, wait, no, that's a drink. We're drinking right now. <laughs> Chefs drink.
1: Do they? Don't reveal all the secrets yet. Oh. I have Q&A later. Okay. Okay, so we're just at the top of the show. Um, Yeah, welcome back to the Coconut Grove podcast. Um, this week we're discussing all things food and chef life. Um, but before we get into that, we usually do... Well, this is new. We've started to do a new structure to the start of the show so stories and fun updates i have none
0: um i don't know i guess i don't either i my life is pretty boring i cook and i sleep
1: we share we share half that life we share that sleep part
0: yeah most
1: yeah (laughs) i also work the other half so we're usually working and sleeping
0: that's the
1: way to go. Yeah, nothing fun this week. Anything with the cats?
0: We have oh, a lot of them.
1: We do have a lot. uh our cat, oldest, my cat, Bones, Mr. Bones. Uh, he's gonna have a tooth pulled next week or in a couple weeks. Uh, waiting for his heart results back to make sure that he's not gonna die when they put him under, like the anesthesia. But
0: yeah, we don't want that.
1: So that's my update, and that's your update.
0: Yeah. We also started training another cat to come out on trips. That's
1: true. Wait, that's a good fun update. Yeah. So our youngest cat, Buster, part of that litter of many cats that you may have remembered from the earlier episodes of the podcast. Um, Yeah. We put him on a leash and started taking him with us on pretty much just drive-through trips to get him outside and to like introduce him to the world in a safe environment where he feels comfortable.
0: Yeah, it's definitely weird for people to see a cat with a leash.
1: Um all right, what's your sunshine medicine this week? Coffee
0: and juice. I've been Just in general? Yeah, I've been getting a lot of juice, uh pressed juice actually from work. So, the brand. yeah, the press brand we have a store across the street, but I can get it through one over of the distributors for the restaurant and it's free for me at least. So yeah, a lot of free juice and free coffee.
1: What kind of coffee?
0: Espresso. Espresso, espresso, espresso. Is coffee it like coffee. ground? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We got oh, okay. some pots.
1: Who's it by? Who's a coffee buy?
0: Uh, some, uh, guy in LA called Alessandro. So it's Alessandro's coffee. But this is, do we have to like bleep it? So it's not, it's not a paid promo.
1: So why? (laughs) (laughs) Only paid promos
0: in here, only paid promos in
1: here. Eventually we'll reach that point. But right now we just get, we just drop free everything. Everything that we put on here is free. Recommendations, a lot, pretty much just knowledge. Research. Knowledge. Interviews, that's free. Um, okay, so my sunshine medicine this week is self tanner. Nice. Um, I'm using Lux Unfiltered. You can get that on Amazon Ooh. or pretty much anywhere. Uh, I mean, not anywhere, anywhere.
0: It looks very natural. I like it. Thank you. It's a <laughs> project. You do...
1: <laughs> You like it, Picasso?
0: I like it, Picasso.
1: Ashley wouldn't get that reference. Maybe she Ooh. would. Maybe she watched TikToks when she was in Mexico. Yeah. Mike, if when Mike listens to this, Mike, if if I learn later that you did not make Ashley have TikTok time on her vacation, I will scold. Scold. Do you agree? TikTok time is vacation time. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> nice, cool. Glad we're on the same page. <laughs>
0: Agreed.
1: Cool. What are you looking forward to?
0: Sleep. Wait. Uh no, what else am I looking forward to?
1: <laughs> I think I think you wrote down <laughs> we prepared these questions before the episode.
0: Put on and it's 6 a.m. You... in the morning, so
1: Sleep. It's not 6 a.m. No.
0: It's later on in the day. What?
1: <laughs> Um, okay, so I think, so he wrote down these, his answers, I had to brief him on, on the start of the show. Um, so your answers is the same as my answer. You stole my answer, because I told you what mine that's was. that's
0: easy. <laughs> that's chef rule number one, make it easy.
1: Oh, really? Dang, yeah. dropping knowledge even before the episode right. begins. That's what's up on the coconut grove.
0: You gotta make it easy.
1: That's true. Um, so what we are both looking forward to is summer. Yeah. What about summer are you looking forward to?
0: Going to the beach.
1: Ooh, same.
0: One of the, I guess one of the things that you don't really do if you don't leave at the beach, but you leave in LA, you don't really go to the beach. Everyone you know, thinks I, you go to the beach very often. But even
1: Ashley, I've asked her this and she said she like, go, well, maybe she goes more often recently. But I think the last time I asked her, she was like, yeah, every two weeks. But maybe yeah. it was because she was, like, really busy with work. I have to ask her this again soon. Maybe she's going to change her answer. I'll ask her next episode. Stay tuned for that answer. But, yeah, I feel like, I feel like that's our pattern. No, our pattern is more like every four months.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Around.
1: We try to do every two weeks.
0: We try to do every two weeks. We say we're going to do every two weeks.
1: And then we want to go... Well, like this weekend, we tried to go to Malibu because we were really close, but we spent way too long at the Topanga Mall, which was not really that worth it, in my opinion. It's all right. It's just okay. I think the the mall closer to us is much better.
0: Yeah. I like the Westfield and Century City.
1: Yeah, that's the best one. I used to work there.
0: Yeah. Fancy.
1: Facts. Yeah. Cool. Well that's what we're looking forward to. I'm looking forward to summer because better outfits, I think. I mean, I used to think winter had better outfits, but I kinda like like the the fabrics better of summer. I like like the texture of them better.
0: Soft and airy.
1: Yeah, flowy. And I like a flowy anything. So I think summer just speaks more to me. But that's why I live in L.A.
0: Oh, yeah. The sunny, sunny L.A. I like it. What
1: is the La La Land song?
0: Uh, I don't know. Uh,
1: Another Day of Sun
0: right in the middle of the intersection of I-10 stopping traffic for 35 hours well I don't know something like that
1: something like that
0: yeah they must have been pissed
1: iconic oh yeah they must because that was pre-covid post-covid traffic here in LA is much much more mild than it used to be
0: yeah, it's crazy. because It's people forgot How to drive?
1: Yeah, there's definitely a lot of new people here who really don't know how to drive.
0: Yeah, I think with all the people that left LA, yeah, they became really new tell. opportunity for the new people. Yeah, but you can really tell who's the new guys. Yeah, you know? exactly,
1: exactly. You see, somebody there's a lot of new people. Texas. Most plates. of the people actually that I know, even in acting class and everything, yeah. most people moved here right at the start of COVID. Even Ashley. We are the only people that I know currently in our, like, current circle, I guess. Oh, yeah. That's been here, like, pre-COVID.
0: Oh, yeah. I was here way pre-COVID.
1: I was here slight pre-COVID. A year and a couple months. Yeah. Pre-COVID. Wow. Crazy. Anyways. um, What's hot?
0: Ooh. What's hot? It's
1: like, what's the shit? You can have as many examples as you want. I think you said this and that thing.
0: Oh, yes. Uh, what's hot this week? Uh, I got a new cookbook. I have 10 older cookbook but a very good, very recommended. It's called Six Seasons by Joshua McFadden. Or McFadden? I don't know.
1: McFadden? Maybe? There
0: we go. Or and... it could be
1: Faden. I don't know.
0: Anyways, it is a new way to veggies. It shows you how to see and cook veggies on a different way.
1: What does a different way mean?
0: Well, I feel like, like we're Versus all... just
1: like oil yeah, in a pan and pan, saute. Oil on a pan, butter in a pan, it.
0: And bake it. Yeah.
1: So there are alternate ways of cooking veggies other than those methods?
0: Oh, yeah. You can cook veggies any way you want.
1: Like, what? what's one example of a weird way you can cook a veggie that maybe is in that book? Uh,
0: let's see. You can cook it by, I guess, the way you could say this is confit. Oh, yeah? Yeah. But it, cooking so in it it's in its own the, fat? Its own <gasps>
1: Wait, vegetables have fat?
0: Yeah. Like vegetable fat. Or like vegan butter, you know?
1: Oh, wait, but...
0: Well, the idea is to cook them submerged on fat.
1: Oh, so it doesn't have to be in its own fat.
0: Well, no. Like a Not broccoli. Not necessarily.
1: Because I'm like, wait, broccoli doesn't have fat.
0: No. That'll be good.
1: Whoa, that'll be cool.
0: Broccoli yeah. fat. <laughs> broccoli fat. I'll think about that.
1: Nice. Giving you ideas.
0: That's how you get new dishes. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: My f- Let me just drop this piece of culinary experience Mm -hmm. this one time i was in san francisco and there was like a couple things vegetarian on the menu but one of them was just like a broccoli just like sauteed broccoli or not not even sauteed i think it was like grilled broccoli or something but it was so good it literally tastes like a steak in the weirdest way
0: very any veggie that you can throw in the grill will be a good veggie as long as you don't burn it
1: as long as it doesn't have like a water content of over like 40 percent or something
0: yeah i mean if you put a tomato in the grill I it's don't just know. gonna burn through huh? yeah it's gonna burn through you're gonna end up with um burnt tomato half wet and a dirty grill gross <laughs> yeah uh
1: well what else is hot
0: Uh, I just got a new iPad, so I look very fancy rolling around with the new iPad mini. It's very convenient. I got it to work in the kitchen, so we'll see. We'll see if it's a nice tool or if it's a distraction item. Probably A (laughs) A bowl,
1: for sure. I can already speak for the distraction part. Oh yeah, but it's a new toy. I get it. That was the same when I got my iPad. Oh, we're an iPad family now. We're both iPad babies. Oh yeah. You used to be an Android baby, and what? now you're an, no. now you're an Apple baby. No. Do I have to I scrub that from the internet? Yeah. Erase that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I've never been an Android person.
1: <laughs> because you learned how convenient Apple was.
0: They they did a good job um brainwashing me
1: yeah really quick yeah really do quick not fall <laughs> asleep
0: with your airpods that's how they get you so yeah i'm part of apple i don't know if they have like a tiny little chip that goes inside once you put the airpods or i don't know let's just use that for <laughs> conspiracy theorists but it's, anything it's else good. Um, what
1: else is hot
0: in well, it didn't came with a pencil. You have to buy it. Oh, buy So
1: additionally, yeah, the pencil. Yeah, on. yeah, and
0: got the full set. Yeah. yeah, I'm not just work too hard to not play too hard. So yeah, get the whole thing.
1: Nice, copycat.
0: Yeah. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I like got the tiny you
1: mine. You kept stealing mine. You liked mine too much. You're like, okay. Yeah. All right. I see the hype. It's pretty cool. I
0: do see the hype.
1: Yeah. Oh, I gosh. like that yours is small too. You, you can hold it with one so hand, like with, and it's with just so like. so light. Yeah.
0: Depends on my weight. Like, I don't know. One third of the weight of the eye, but it's super light.
1: That's crazy. Yeah. It's just a tiny bit bigger than my Kindle, which is on my What's Hot list, um, in addition to my new podcast mic, which I talked about at the top of the show. Um, I hope it sounds good. I'll know when I edit it. Are you having fun with your iPad?
0: Yeah. <laughs> the best part is the clicking and unclicking of the pen every time it falls. Oh, he doesn't fall too silly, bit. Very satisfying.
1: It is very satisfying. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It doesn't have a case, so I am I like to live dangerous. Yeah. Living dangerously over here.
1: Yeah, you are. You should put yeah. it over there so you don't drop it on accident when you start talking <laughs> passionately about food.
0: It's gonna start flying out the window.
1: Yeah. Um, anyways, I was talking about my what's hot. Kindle. Yeah, I said the Kindle. This podcast mic.
0: Oh yeah. Black do and you like it? nice and fancy, sleek. Is this carbon fiber? I don't know. It looks like a Ferrari. Is that is he made Stop. by Ferrari?
1: <laughs>
0: Hold on, what does this button do?
1: Okay, quit. We gotta finish oh. this part up because we okay. gotta get into the interview portion. <laughs> My other, what's hot is these pretzels. Do you like them or no? Let me try them. You did try them. Wait, let me tell the, let me, let me tell the people what the pretzels are. They are stellar braids. Simply stellar. The original vegan butter braid with sea salt. Baked with love in the USA. Non-GMO. Stellar snacks. (laughs) I read literally the whole front of the bag.
0: They look like pretzels.
1: They literally are pretzels. It says right oh. there.
0: They do say that.
1: Um, well, maybe it actually it doesn't say that they are pretzels on the front. They but it says it literally say right that. there on the back somewhere. Oh, yeah. Pretzel. We believe that something as small as a pretzel can have purpose. I mean, it has a photo of two pretzels in the front. Like you can tell what it is. Too much ambiance
0: do you do romance. asmr here
1: no i don't i hate asmr i hate it too much i'm editing that out <laughs> Welcome Nestor. Welcome to the Coconut Grove podcast officially. Thank you. Happy to have you here.
0: Happy to be here. I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) I am.
1: Okay good. Um tell the people who you are Again, again but like more professionally.
0: Uh well I'm a chef. I work at a restaurant and hotel in Hollywood. Um I cook for a living, and I leave for cooking, and that's basically it. And the rest of my time, I sleep. (laughs) Yeah, I hibernate.
1: And sometimes shop.
0: Most of the times. I mean, you got to do something with the money.
1: (laughs) Yeah, good way to live. Okay, great. Well, it's nice to have you. Um, We would love to start off by hearing your story uh, on the cooking side of things um how did you get started cooking
0: um uh, i guess i've always cooked since i was little i was born with a whisk in my hand and a set of knives <laughs> i came with uh, three chef coats and oh my gosh, i haven't stop. stopped cooking since no i think the first time i cooked was like at five years old Something very simple, or so. What are you cutting? like eight. I'm. Um, I do not know. Some. Uh. Something easy, probably. Something. Something breakfasty, probably eggs. Um, but yeah,
1: that sounds. Yeah. That sounds like a good place to start.
0: Yeah, i always like food though. On my family, that's how they shut you up. They just show food down your mouth. So at least my grandma does. It's easy.
1: Are there? multiple good cooks in your family or are you the best one of them all
0: no i'm absolutely the best one.
1: <laughs> oh i'm sorry grandma
0: but yes i my grandma can cook very good but that's what everyone says so no it's me i'm the one
1: that's best <laughs> yeah. well uh continue the story so you start cooking at five or eight yeah. maybe yeah. and right. then and then yeah. what how did you get how did you start cooking um, for a living
0: one time uh, my dad was like, "Oh, you you have to get your own money. You get your you get, Classic you gotta get dad-hood. a job."
1: My dad did that to me too.
0: So, I got a job making pizzas. And the owner was very shitty. But I learned how to make pizzas. So, I learned that you you at least get knowledge and you you leave with that. And then I started hopping from restaurant to restaurant ever since. Till now. I, I don't hop.
1: Since when? Since when did you start working at that pizza place?
0: Um, I guess I was around 15 and I was lying saying that I was 18. Oh, so, no. So I could get a job. Was this in Mexico? Yeah.
1: Is it just yeah. like more lax? Like they just nobody, like...
0: nobody cares. Hmm. I don't know. I think they, they still pay you on cash over there. So I don't think. Oh really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah.
1: Always? There's not like
0: I don't know. I direct ha- deposit? Yeah. No, there Maybe is recently. direct deposit. No, no, no. There is. There oh. is. But on places like that you you get paid by cash. So
1: were you learning to cook elsewhere outside of just at work?
0: Mm, not necessarily. I I'm I'm thought myself how to cook. Never really went to culinary school or anything like that.
1: But I mean, on the side of your jobs, were you enjoying food at that time where you were getting curious about it at fifteen? Yeah.
0: yeah, I was very curious about food. Always. Um I don't know. I guess sometimes whenever you like something you you just want to do that.
1: So, I was, I was what did you do thing. after pizza?
0: Whew. um I think steaks, yeah, pizza steaks, I did French food, I did Mexican food, I did what else fast food mm-hmm. I did fast food management
1: you did fast food management,
0: yeah. Yeah, I mean, you, uh, whenever you're in the kitchen, at some point, you want to get out of the kitchen.
1: Well, because Because the
0: kitchen work is not fun.
1: But you're back in the kitchen now.
0: Yeah, I'm back in the kitchen. But as a chef, you don't really cook a lot. Uh, I don't really cook much. I mean, I cook whenever I have events.
1: So what took you from fast food management to being a chef? Like, what is that journey like?
0: Well, uh, I went from dishwasher to line cook to um I guess kitchen manager. You literally to, climbed the ladder, yeah, you, know, you climbed the ladder in the good old fashioned way, <laughs> yeah, and that I guess that's the way you learn how to work on a kitchen rather than just wanting to cook or having ideas.
1: So did you know that you wanted to be a chef even before 15 when you started working at the pizza place?
0: Yeah, I always knew that I wanted to cook. I didn't know what being a chef was. You have an idea that being a chef, you're in the kitchen and you're cooking and everything's happy, and but it's very stressful. Like yeah. Well, Ratatouille is not that far off of what it is, if you take away the fact of...
1: You think it's pretty accurate?
0: Yeah. I I mean, if it wasn't for all the the health sanitations (laughs) and talking rats, yeah, it's quite accurate. Yeah. Especially on the way that kitchen worked with stations and everyone had their own things. What
1: about food critics?
0: Foot critics are ruthless, just so you like you think in it's movies. also pretty yeah, accurate? they can break <laughs> your business. You heard it
1: here first. Ratatouille is an accurate piece of nonfiction, yeah. minus the rat. Yeah. <laughs> you can
0: expect anything less from Pixar, though.
1: That's true.
0: Big picture fans.
1: So where does one go from being a chef? Do you just, like, stay a chef?
0: I guess there's several paths. I mean, you could be the, I guess if you go to culinary school, after culinary school, you would want to go to work somewhere fancy. Somewhere very fancy.
1: Like Michelin fancy?
0: Yeah. So usually Michelin star restaurants would take anyone that just got out of college just because it's very easy to mold you into exactly what they want. But the thing with that is that you have a bunch of kids working in your kitchen. So anywhere from 18 to 22-year-olds. So here, especially in L.A., uh, there's a scarcity of cooks because I guess not a lot of people move here to be chefs. A lot of people are going to New York. And with uh, hops popping up all over the East and West Coast, you can go to Washington, you can go to Oregon, you can...
1: Yeah, apparently there's a lot of really fancy places in D.C. Um, where else are there fancy restaurants? In Chicago. Oh, yeah, that's right. You told me about that.
0: Yeah, Chicago, New York, uh, California. So those all are over the... California, not just in L.A.
1: But those are the places that people are moving straight out of culinary school?
0: Yeah, I mean, those cities usually have big universities, and the universities have culinary programs. I mean, you can few institutes like the ice so Institute. you become
1: a chef so yeah so yeah. the next step is you, be-
0: you graduate as a chef you graduate with the knowledge of a chef
1: mm-hmm.
0: you're not really a chef a chef is somebody that directs He's the like kitchen.
1: worked in the kitchen yeah. yeah exactly put time in
0: yeah i mean you gotta know how to lead a kitchen to be a chef not just know how to cook mm. cooks know how to cook Chefs know how to chef. Mm. <laughs> no. Yeah, I mean, you know how to lead your kitchen. You, I mean, you're going to manage their personalities, too. It's a whole and what more. does that
1: look like? Just, like, making sure the dishes get out on the tables? Or what? Well, like, what are you specifically managing as a chef? Making sure things are cooked at the perfect temperature? Or... Yeah,
0: and also sourcing the food, like uh, placing orders mm. uh, with vendors and getting produce from different
1: So the chef is the one who chooses where the food comes from.
0: Yeah. Uh, I guess it depends from the restaurant. I guess it depends on what they specifically want. Some of the vendors are better than others. So if you have a low budget, you might want to go with a low budget uh, provider like Cisco or I don't know. Mm. And there are suppliers that sell specialty stuff and nothing else. There's people that only sell caviar. There's people that only sell truffles. There's people that only sell pasta. There's people that only sell bread. And
1: And do you get to get samples of those or do you just have to place like a minimum order? No.
0: Well, both. Uh, You always have a minimum order which in my case, since I have such big restaurant and hotel uh, requesting me for things all the time, I go through a lot of ordering. Um, But a smaller restaurant, I would say that goes with maybe ordering a couple of times a week where I'm ordering every day. Yeah.
1: So um, a chef also creates a menu, right? Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, is
1: that is that always the case in every restaurant? The chef is creating the menu.
0: Chefs and sous chefs are mainly the ones working on the menu. Uh, executive chefs dedicate their time more to recruitment, HR, um, filing paperwork, all the boring stuff. Basically, mm. uh, they they do get to have most of the say on the research and development part of the of the business so they do dictate what goes in the menu but if anyone else has a good idea or have a good dish and it deserves to go on the menu we add it up
1: nice what's the difference between a chef and a sous chef
0: uh, the salary, basically, the <laughs> money. <laughs> yeah, they get paid the That's big bucks. The same they with do nurses and less doctors. work. Yeah, basically, I'm I'm the nurse of the kitchen. Mm. I do most of the work, get none of the credit. <laughs> well, it's fun. You get to, yeah. You get to get your way if you know what you're doing. Sous chefs hold a lot of power
1: um so where are you going in your career as a chef so you've you're working in a restaurant you're working Mm -hmm. in a hotel restaurant what what is up from here some people would say this is like you've made it
0: oh no i guess in, in when it comes to being a chef you never really make it um even
1: what is making it being gordon ramsay
0: even Gordon Ramsay hasn't stopped. I mean, he he won't oh, stop. Oh, so
1: you guys are you guys are like on a continuous trajectory that's yeah. going endless, like.
0: He doesn't, no chef yeah, has ever yeah, made it yeah. ever. It's a ride or die.
1: Even the ones who well, died. Well,
0: no, there's. Who's made it? They they become staple. But there's there's not such thing as perfection. There's no such thing as
1: well. I stand by, by that. The perfect but...
0: food or the perfect bite.
1: Yeah, but you're always but seeking for something making it else. is different than being perfect. Well,
0: whenever they name like a whole university after you, then yeah, you kind of. Does
1: made Gordon it, Ramsay yeah. have a university?
0: I think he has an academy. I think he's got the Gordon Ramsay He's got also
1: like a million TV shows. I'm pretty sure he's made it. Yeah, I mean,
0: (laughs) anyone can have an academy. Didn't... uh, Donald Trump. Donald Trump. Yeah, yeah. he did. Didn't go too well.
1: No, didn't. Not according to the lawsuits. (laughs) (laughs) Not according to the lawsuits.
0: But... I uh, I don't know. I think cooking it's a different line of business.
1: Yeah, that continues.
0: Yeah, we. Try so to what what it, what would I be think.
1: making it for you then? Like, where would you draw the line of being like, okay, fine, I say that I made it.
0: I guess you don't really it's say like that you make it. I guess other people say that you make it. So when other other people say like, damn, you made it. Well, well, like,
1: that's what, I, that's what I'm saying. Some people might say you've already made it, but you may disagree.
0: Yeah, it's all about perspective.
1: Uh-huh. So what's the perspective that you're looking for? Where is the validation?
0: I seek no validation.
1: So... That's the
0: that's thing. I, I'm, I'm, but that's I what I'm asking. I don't where, really care Where about do you draw
1: what, the line? What do you consider making it?
0: Whenever I... One star? Three I...
1: stars? No stars?
0: Who knows? Maybe one.
1: Maybe one. You'll be like, "All right, maybe fine. One I'm, star. I'm validated in the fact that I can cook, and yeah, that people the actually like it." The thing about like the
0: thing about stars is like, once you get it, I mean, people don't realize that getting a star is, it's uh it's excruciating, painful, and it's very, very hard. It's a 365, 24 seven test that you never know when you're going to take and you don't know if you're going to pass till the star reveal or till you get an invitation to the ceremony. Otherwise, you you don't know. It's not like a food review where you know who might the critic be and I don't know. So you can one control. day it's just announced. Yeah, I mean, their staff is secret. You don't know who they are. You don't know how they look like. Um, they have secret criteria on how they judge your restaurant, and they can judge restaurants from taco stands on the street to fine dining restaurants. So they have different criteria for So once that everything. mystery
1: person comes through, tries your food, and says, this deserves credit, then you'll be like,
0: no, because he doesn't stop at that. They have. Ah, they see, say, you they take it s-
1: back. You take it well, back. no.
0: The thing is, like, whenever they send somebody, they try your food. Okay. It yeah. doesn't stop like that. They test you again. So they yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. they send well, somebody they again. Yeah, once they, yes, you get a star. Yeah, I guess you could say. Well, I kind of made it. You know, I did something.
1: Did they put your book? you put put. Do they put your name in a book somewhere?
0: Mm, I don't know. I've never gotten a star so. I guess I'll have to figure it out, but <laughs> I, I I don't know probably.
1: So some tell sort us... of
0: list for sure.
1: Yeah, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. So tell us what is the importance of food in your opinion? Like, do you think food is important? Do you think it's like just something to eat to give you life? Do you think it's something to enjoy to give you life? Like, where what I mean... does what does food mean to human beings? Um, do you think food is important do you think yeah i
0: mean you you'll die but what
1: what specific yeah but like is it does food only exist for fuel or does food exist also for enjoyment does food only exist for enjoyment what what is your stance on the importance of it
0: both i mean you eat because of sustenance but if you only eat because of sustenance your brain will get bored if you eat the same thing every day it doesn't matter if it's letters or if it's caviar or lobster or eggs or meat you will get eventually you'll get tired of it you'll get sick of it because your body needs diversity uh, we as humans have a very varied diet and we unconsciously seek to eat what our brain things we need sometimes like sugar or what we actually need like iron or sugars or essential vitamins Mm
1: -hmm. yeah
0: but i don't know i feel like uh someday a caveman threw a piece of raw meat on the fire and then we started eating for enjoyment because we realized we could change the flavor of things. I mean, we had a whole... Do you
1: think that you can eat for enjoyment and still eat like a quote healthy lifestyle?
0: Yeah. There's nothing wrong with a healthy eating. You can make it delicious. I think people think that healthy eating is not delicious whenever they don't know what healthy looks like.
1: Expand on that. What does healthy look like where it's delicious?
0: I mean, a varied diet, not necessarily just lettuce and tomatoes and ranch dressing. <laughs> I mean, Attack
1: the ranch! Yeah, no, I love <laughs> ranch. Favorite. Ranch is the yeah. <laughs> me too.
0: I, I, I rather have ranch and wings than I rather have ranch on a salad. Yeah. That's so fair. yeah, and especially now with all the plant-based so how would options. you
1: vary how would you vary your diet if you were just beginning
0: i guess you can start with the way you cook things if you're only boiling or steaming or so
1: there's baking
0: m- what yeah. are the
1: multiple other ways that you can cook because like i only know of the ways that i can do it on my stove in my oven
0: I mean the easiest way to,
1: that
0: that I would do is you you blanch your veggies. First thing you can grab all your veggies as soon as you're done with the grocery with your groceries, you put a big pot of salty water to boil and then you throw your veggies in. You take them out after 30 seconds. You can choose to freeze them or to keep them like that and put them back in your fridge once they're cold. And after that you can saute them, you can bake them, you can I don't know. What
1: does blanching do to your veggies?
0: It uh, cooks the outer skin of the veggie without actually cooking the whole veggie. So um, you're basically shocking the skin and that's going to prevent the produce from going bad faster. Mm-hmm. It also improves the texture of the outer skin because you basically soften that, all that fiber that is on the skin.
1: And And that makes it taste
0: different? It makes the texture different. Mm. Then after that, it comes down to what you cook your veggies. Do you put olive oil? Do you put canola oil? Do you put butter? Do you add salt? Do you add pepper? Do you add anything else? You can do a little bit of lemon juice. You can throw garlic. You can do plenty of things. You're going to add your own style.
1: Do you think, I mean, just for my own satisfaction... Do you think that um eating a plant-based diet can also be delicious?
0: Yeah. I mean I cook for you all the time. <laughs> Pretty plant-based. I'm
1: just plugging that one in there. Yeah.
0: Yeah, plant-based I'm not can fully be plant-based, delicious. But
1: I think you changed my perspective on how delicious it can be. Because I already knew it could be good, but like I was cooking the basics of plant-based, and then you came along with very basic knowledge of plant-based diet in in mm-hmm. the first place. And you're changing the game for what it could taste like, right. and and you even enjoy eating it as well, right? Yeah,
0: I surprised myself with how good veggies can taste.
1: <laughs> for real. Um. So, you're from Mexico.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um. Is there, in your opinion, a cultural relevance in the way that you cook? Slash, double question: Is there a cultural relevance in food in general?
0: Yeah. I feel like now I seek more my roots than I did whenever I was in Mexico. I feel that whenever I was in Mexico, you seek to learn something else. Other cultures, you're always looking outwards. But when you become an immigrant and go somewhere else and you become homesick and you realize you can't find the things that you used to have, you become a little bit more uh appreciative so you try to stick to things that are as traditional or as real as the real deal as possible and i feel like that takes you on a i don't know very impressive food journey because you can um You get to learn of what your food comes from and the history of your food rather than just eating because that's what there is to eat.
1: When you think of other cultures and their food, are you thinking of the history of the food? Or do you have, like, any curiosities about it?
0: I mean, now I do. Uh, A lot of the food is shaped... uh, based on where are you from geographically and what's available seasonally Um, at some point that was the only the only way to to eat was by following the seasons you you follow the seasons rather than just eating everything because you had it available at a supermarket i mean there was i mean Still, there is only a season for watermelons and there's only a season for potatoes. And if you were to grow them on a homestead or on your house, you would realize that potatoes grow better on a certain time of the year mm. than on another certain time of the year. Just do, you typically,
1: do you typically buy for that season in, when you're buying for the restaurant?
0: I guess with the whole farm to table uh movement and the whole idea of people wanting to know where the food comes from and how fresh it is, yes. But honestly, you can get anything everywhere, especially here in California. The produce is available year-round. There's also massive food banks and cellars where there is food, uh, f- I don't know, fruits and veggies stored for years. Mm-hmm. So the veggies that you might be eating right now might be the veggies that were grown a year or a year and a half ago. They're not necessarily the freshest veggies. So,
1: mm. And very interesting.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, okay, well, let's get into our rapid fire Q&A portion of the episode. Um, I have a long list of questions for you. I'll finally reveal them for you. I've been hiding them for the whole episode. Oh, yeah. So you're gonna see what these questions are. Okay. Um, yeah, let's let's get into it. Rapid Fire Q&A. All
0: right, let's do it.
1: What are your favorite foods and why?
0: Favorite foods? I like tacos, number one, and pizza, number two.
1: It's because you're Mexican and Italian?
0: Mm, I'm not Italian. I'm, 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 I'm <laughs> uh, mostly Mexican. Uh, I just love pizza. I love Who doesn't? Pizza. Yeah, I'm like lactose intolerant, so th- my body hates pizza, but I, I love it.
1: I feel that. Um, what do you look forward to? I'm sorry. What do you look for when you search for new restaurants?
0: Why do I look for? Uh, I put the reviews from uh, the the lowest to the highest because oh, you there's saw a lot it. of yeah, there's a lot of re- review bots that can mask. Your reviews. Oh. So you never want to go and look at the very first reviews because there's always going to be those are always oh, going to be the oldest. good ones. No, no, not necessarily the oldest. You can put the newest ones, but you want to see the bad reviews. Mm. You want to see what the restaurant is lacking. Is Ooh. it a service problem? Is it a is it a food problem? Is it a timing issue? What what? I'm very picky. I try not to go out. I rather go to get me some Chick fil A or some McDonald's, than to go to a restaurant where I'm going to get charged good money for food that I could very well have at home.
1: Well, do you think that everybody can say that, though? Because not everybody can cook like
0: you. No. (laughs) Definitely not everyone can say that. I I am a very specific What do you recommend
1: for people to look for when they're looking for new new restaurants? Um... So, definitely look, look at the bad look,
0: reviews. Look at the bad reviews. If if you look at the bad reviews and you can get over that, you know, you may see a review that somebody's like, okay, that's clearly a Karen. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's like, okay, your food took 20 minutes. Okay, fine. Who cares? You know, you leave the you review came in on, on a a Friday, Friday night. Yeah,
1: exactly. Okay. <laughs> at like fine. 7 p.m. for real. Yeah.
0: But I guess the issue is whenever there's like, a lot of hype build up about a restaurant, and the reviews are not so much about the service, it's about the food. So that's whenever I just skip the restaurant. If hey, the f- reviews about the food itself are not good, I would rather skip the restaurant.
1: Does the ambiance matter or you don't care if it looks cute? I don't
0: care about the ambiance unless... It could be um, in someone's
1: garage if it tastes delicious. You don't care.
0: Yeah. I mean, they, it could be right on the street. But if they have a Michelin star, I'll be right there eating two or three rounds of whatever they serve.
1: I'm, I mean, I could probably second that. Um, do you consider yourself adventurous for with food? And do you think that yes. all chefs are?
0: No. Yes and no. Um, I am very adventurous. I eat anything at least twice, even if I don't like it. Um, I've tried everything from insects to cheeses that taste like manure. Ew. Um, Yeah, very disgusting. Uh, Maybe that one I won't do twice. (laughs) Um, Yeah, Uh, not a lot of chefs are, are very adventurous. I... Personally, not a lot of chefs that have things that they don't like, which I think it's lame. Because whenever I meet a chef and I'm like, "Oh, dude, what do you think about dry aged steak?" It's like, "Oh, I'm not, I'm not really a big fan of dry aged." It's like, mm, okay." <laughs>
1: So they shut things down a lot.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I could. I might not be very fond of something, and that's fine. It's not like oh, I hate but that. But other Ugh. people
1: might be. Yeah,
0: you know, you never yuck somebody's yum. So exactly. Yeah, you 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 try to get to know it, you know.
1: Yeah. What's your guilty pleasure of food?
0: Ah, uh, hot pockets. <laughs>
1: That's true. You do eat like a hot pocket a night. And
0: they're probably. (laughs) No, I wouldn't say one a day. If I had an unlimited (laughs) series of hot pockets, maybe I would. Maybe (laughs) two or three. But you have to roll me in and out of the bedroom. And at some point, I would not be able to be rolled out. So you would have to put a microwave in the room. And then the whole room would smell like hot pockets. (laughs) That's why I don't have an unlimited supply of hot pockets. Um,
1: What about fast food? Is there a fast food place that's oh, your guilty pleasure?
0: Carl's Jr. Carl's Jr. Do I all like...
1: chefs have these really, yeah. really bad? Well,
0: <laughs> I would say yeah, because I have access to all the fancy food whenever I want. I'm... That's boring. I want what's nasty, interesting.
1: What's hot? So what's really hot is food. Carl's Jr.
0: What's really hot? It's Carl's Jr. Yeah,
1: nice. Um, what's the best thing you've ever eaten at a restaurant that you ordered on a menu and you were like, whoa, this, I didn't even expect it. It Blew my mind.
0: The bread and mozza. Ah. Oh my God. The first time I took a bite of that bread, it's just bread pan seared on olive oil with flaky salt. That's it. But it's good bread, good olive oil, and good salt.
1: Yeah, that bread is pretty awesome. We order one for eating at the restaurant and then one to to go. go. Mm -hmm.
0: Always. (laughs) You got to. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Moza is one of those places that I purposely order to go because I enjoy it so much that I want to remember how good it was when I get back home. Oh, yeah. Boom. Right Mm -hmm. there in my fridge or in my hands if I don't, if it doesn't make to the fridge. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, We'll link that one in, in the notes for you guys if you want to make some reservations. It's definitely a big recommend. Um,
0: they can always check the episode of Nancy Silverton on Chef's Table on Netflix if they want
1: ah, to get to
0: know the story without coming to L.A. and having to order um, a lot of food to go. They should. They should. But
1: Yeah. I mean, if you're not in L.A., get to L.A. and try this food. It's pretty awesome. Um, okay, so we kind of talked about this earlier in the interview, but I kind of want to get a little bit more more fine with you. Um, what is food to you? Is it an art, a way to survive, a way to enhance life? What is food?
0: I would say it's, it's a way to survive, um, either as an entrepreneur or as a human being just by purely eating. Uh, Food has always been a a way of survival for people. Uh, And an art as well. I wouldn't say the way to enhance life because, I don't know, enhance it in any way. In in what way? It could be an experience in which it would be enhancing. Um, But also I feel like enhancing is... Something that gets thrown out very loosely nowadays. So you can... It's
1: a buzzword. Yeah,
0: it's a buzzword. So what's going to enhance your life? A bottle of overpriced water from Erwom or an experience at a Michelin-style restaurant? Then, you know, one might be more enhancing than another one. But (laughs) I would say easily a way to survive and more deeply an art.
1: Do you think that other chefs relate to you on that point of view?
0: Maybe. I hope so. But I don't know. A lot of chefs, who knows, every chef is different. We're all different, and we're all in it for a different gain. Some of them are tired of being in it, and some of them have been in it for too long, and some of them are very new to it.
1: Yeah, cool. Um, In your opinion, where in the world is the best place to travel solely for their food?
0: Probably Japan. Never been to Japan. But it is the city with the most stars per capita. So they do have the most Michelin star restaurants, especially Tokyo. And I would die to go to every single one of them. A lot of them are just food stalls in the street. Some of them are... Uh, noodle shops, some of them are sushi shops, zaccayas, which are just like street uh, grilleries or places where they say grill. So it's not Italy. No, Italy has probably one of the best restaurants in the world and a few of the best chefs in the world, but... I would say that Japan, because over there, art and food are very deeply conjoined. So, Mm. yeah.
1: Um, Are Michelin star restaurants all they're cracked up to be, or are they just overpriced small portions?
0: No, they, they. I mean the the criteria can vary. Some Michelin stars. I would say most of the Michelin stars are worth the. Most of the Michelin star restaurants worth are <laughs> worth a check, yeah. I mean, once you start getting into Michelin stars, you know there's a seal of approval. Um, there's also tiers within the Michelin stars. There's one, two, and three. There's also Michelin, uh, Michelin guide recommendations. So you can be recommended by the Michelin star guide without actually having a Michelin star, which is very common. And there's also what it's called the Beef Gourmand, and that's uh, its own criteria for restaurants.
1: Is that better than a Michelin star?
0: It's just different. They focus on a more casual uh, type of setting. Mm. Um, There's also it's uh, there's. An award that they give for sustainable restaurants, so there's that too. There's
1: um, lots of ways to win yeah, awards. Yeah, for lots your of cooking. ways to win awards.
0: Yeah, and that's just for the Michelin. I mean, there's all the ones.
1: So you think they're all usually worth it?
0: They're all usually worth it. Nice. If it's either because of service or because of food, I mean, you you have to get a bang for your buck. That's part of the criteria that the Michelin Guide puts on. It has to be worth it. What you you what you're paying has to be uh, correlated. So that's part of yeah. It. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Nice, very cool. Uh, what area of cuisine have you not explored yet, but would like to, and why have you not explored it yet?
0: Uh, Japanese food, specifically sushi making. Um, you haven't done that. I haven't done sushi making. I know how to make sushi rice. I know how to cut sushi. Uh, But I've never actually done sushi. make the rolls? Yeah.
1: Why have you never done it? Just because you're doing other things?
0: Yeah. Never really made time for it. I mean, it requires a lot of things. Uh, I, I recently did got a sojirushi Sushi.
1: Ooh, we uh, got it for you? That a,
0: Yeah, you got it. It's a rice <laughs> cooker. A Japanese rice cooker. From Target. Yeah, from Target. Uh, that cooks perfect rice every time.
1: It does. It's amazing. In yeah. 20 minutes, it's perfect.
0: Yeah, the perfect rice every single time. So we're on the right track. I mean, we have most of the things to make sushi, but we just haven't. It's it, probably Summer's coming around, so maybe Ooh, we'll pop around sushi. to... To Kmart and on Korea, K-Mart, you
1: mean H Mart? Oh, there we go. <laughs> I don't think you want to go to Kmart for sushi. Wanna, okay, cut. <laughs> no, I'm leaving that one in there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
0: gonna go to H Mart. On K-town. <laughs> I to yeah. K, K- Town, rather, I'd rather go to go to go to H Mart on K Town than K Mart on H Town.
1: Oh no, uh-huh. for real. Um. Anyways. Um. Okay. So next question: If you could eat one thing for the rest of your life, what would it be?
0: Mm, Hot pockets. <laughs> really?
1: That's the one thing that, mm, that you would eat. I don't forever? know.
0: <laughs> chicken soup, probably chicken soup. Yeah.
1: You think that'll keep you full? Yeah. That's your soup. breakfast, lunch, and dinner every chicken single day? Soup. Yeah. You think you can do it? Yeah. Man, that's good chicken for you. Soup. If you weren't a chef, what would you be?
0: Uh, I tried doing plenty of things. I tried being a banker. <laughs> I tried being an entrepreneur. Um, uh, I tried having a clothing line. I, I'm a hustler. I'm hustling the kitchen now. Food kept calling me yeah. back. Yeah, food kept calling me back, so now I'm going to hustle restaurants. There you so. go. So, anyone trying to look uh, to open a franchise, let me know. I don't have a franchise, but we can come up with one. So,
1: oh, for real. Um, at a restaurant, does price always indicate a better meal, or is something... no? Oh,
0: no. Price on, and specifically on some restaurants, uh, you can cuss your dishes the right way. Or you can guess like, oh, this dish is, costs uh, like $3. So, I mean, ideally you want to cost something like five times what, what it's worth in order to get your cost. So if something is, I don't know, $1 and you put it out five in the menu. So not necessarily, I think price doesn't really mean anything.
1: How do you weed out the bad places that are overpriced and not good? Reviews?
0: Reviews. And, I mean, by looking at them, you can look at the menu.
1: Mm. Seeing how complex it is or what?
0: Yeah. If, you, if they have a huge menu, and I'm not talking about, like, Cheesecake Factory, because the Cheesecake Factory has a huge menu, <laughs> and they, they, they can do it. They, they do everything from scratch, and it's impressive. I've worked at the Chick a factory. So <laughs> th- that's the only restaurant. But it's weird to have such a such a big menu. You literally have everything. Yeah. So I'd rather go to places with small menus because uh, it's easier it's easier to make a small selection good than a big selection good. So I'd rather have Less options. I'm very undecisive, too. So if you give me a very large menu, I'll probably take uh, an hour. <laughs> I feel that. Um, I'm also, since I'm very picky with what I want, I usually Google the restaurants before going to the restaurants. And usually by the time I get to the restaurant, I already know what I want to eat.
1: Nice. Well, how about some recommendations? Um, we all would like to know. Where in LA has the best tacos?
0: Ooh. That's that's a hard one. I mean it depends of what type of tacos are you looking for? I I I think here in LA people especially taqueros or people that make tacos have uh, specialized on like what's good for them. Um if you're in Hollywood Boulevard I like El Rincon Oaxaqueño or the Oaxacan uh, corner, and uh, we've been there a couple times. It's very good, uh, Oaxacan style mix. Is that the food. first place you took me? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, very good quesadillas. Uh, if you want something a little bit more adventurous, uh, we'll look for Koji Tacos. It's a Korean Mexican fusion food truck, and they have uh, around three of them rolling around LA. So if you spot one, get yourself a kimchi quesadilla, and right. that's it. Call it a night. Again, well, what about Sonora three?
1: Town? Do you, that's do you that was that one? The,
0: the yes. The, okay. It's endless. So Sonora Town, if you're in downtown LA, if it don't matter where you're at, you'll probably be able to smell. You'll smell it. <laughs> yeah. you'll smell it. You'll smell it before you see it, and once you smell the grilled meat. That floods the streets in downtown LA. You'll just follow the scent like Garfield following a lasagna <laughs> scent, just floating around. And you'll end up at a very tiny but very quaint uh, taqueria where they sell Sonora style tacos with refried beans and lard full tortillas that you can't eat.
1: No, I have to get the one vegan option they have. The there. one vegan option. It's not bad. It's fine. It's like tostada. That's
0: yeah, it. very good.
1: It's good. I wish I could very try good. the rest. Um. Okay. Well, where in LA has the best vibe for a birthday?
0: The best vibe. If you want all vibes, no tags, everything about the setting, and you it's don't birthday, really birthday. You're there for your you, photos. Really you're there care for the Instagram about the food. Um. Barley, and oh, yeah, that the place is Thompson fun. Hotel, A very fun, very quaint, very Hollywood and golden era. Uh, there's always the classics like Catch, and uh, Perch in downtown mm-hmm. LA. Um, you can go to the Proper Hotel in Santa Monica, or what else? Probably somewhere like Spago or Nobu. Oh, yeah. yeah, Nobu
1: and Malibu, yeah.
0: for sure. Or, yeah, I don't know. If you want something Mexican, you can go to Javier's. Or
1: mm. They have that one at the Westfield, right? Yeah. Uh, Where in LA has the best place for drinks?
0: Best place for drinks. Oof, that's a good one. Uh, that's a hard one. I'm not a huge cocktail drinker, but if you're only looking for a bar, any place by the Houston Brothers is a good place. So no vacancy, Madame Toussaint. No, no, that's a museum. Uh, uh,
1: what? <laughs> oh yeah, what is on? It's like the the circus yeah, one. Yeah,
0: it's something like that. Uh, they
1: have Black Rabbit Rose. Black
0: Rabbit Rose. They have Good Times with David Wayne. They're usually
1: they're usually very busy. Um,
0: oh Madame Siem, that's how it's called. Oh
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if they have the best drinks though. I'll be honest. They have they have like a fun like bar vibe, but I don't know about yeah. the best drinks.
0: you know, there's this place that have very good drinks. It's called Electric Owl. I don't think you've ever oh, been I've there.
1: Oh, I've heard of it. No, I haven't been there, yeah. but I've heard of it. Yeah,
0: they used to have a happy hour. I don't know if they still do, but very good. Um, what else? Good cocktails. I'm not sure.
1: Ooh, we'll something to have to figure to, it something out. To figure well, I'm out not to a revisit. huge
0: drinker, so yeah, I'm never looking for.
1: But I like a good. I don't because that's the thing. I'm not yeah. a big drinker either, so I like a good cocktail. Good
0: cocktail.
1: Because like I don't just want to waste eighteen dollars on yeah. Sprite and vodka, <laughs> basically. Um, okay, well, where in LA has the best vibe for a date night?
0: Oh, Mozza is definitely a date night spot. Uh, especially the Osteria. They have, uh, it's they have three, multiple locations, yeah, it's right? Three, it's, they have a couple locations, but it's uh, three different restaurants in the same place. It's uh, it's called the MosaPlex. It's
1: oh, a cute. complex.
0: Yeah, yeah. So three restaurants. On uh, the corner of uh, of uh, uh,
1: Highland and, and Melrose.
0: And Hollywood. Um, yeah, very date nighty. Um,
1: We've done a lot of date nights there.
0: Yeah. Else. <laughs> Date nights. I can see the pants what Spago type of... You said
1: Spago earlier. Do you think Spago yeah, would be Spago's a good...
0: Yeah, Spago is definitely a, a good place to go anytime. Any restaurant by Wolfgang Park is a good restaurant. And, well, maybe not the ones that are on Galsons. <laughs>
1: i I don't think those those are real restaurants yeah Yeah, i
0: think you just lease the name
1: yeah um
0: yeah uh there's there's a lot of restaurants popping up here in la so a lot of things to look forward
1: okay um last last one that i want to ask you for recommendations is where in la has the best just place for food hands down if you could only eat one place in la
0: Hmm.
1: best place for food
0: well, the best restaurant in Los Angeles has to be Vespertine with mm. two Michelin stars. Um, probably the most inventive and bizarre restaurant that anyone could ever think of. Uh, it's a building of its own. It has a service that costs around $700 per person plus the drinks. Wow. And, and the
1: drinks are what, like 400%? No,
0: it's about like 150 for the okay. drink pairing. So you're looking at about 1,000, probably, maybe, I don't know.
1: Is the dessert menu separate?
0: I think it's all included. So it's, okay. a, it's an experience itself, and it's a little bit theatrical as well. You also get to meet the chef who runs every service himself. It's a very hands-on operation the restaurant has, uh, uniforms uh, made by set designers and uh, fine uh, stoneware as plates designed by architects. What and did he
1: do to get two Michelin stars versus just one?
0: Well, his foot is very bizarre and psychedelic. So the whole experience itself was worthy of two Michelin stars just right out the bat. Then they also have And
1: two Michelin stars means worth traveling for?
0: Uh it's it's worth a detour.
1: Uh worth a detour.
0: Yeah. So if you are in LA and you're in downtown LA, or maybe you're in Burbank, uh maybe what it's if San worth Diego? Yeah, Can maybe you you're
1: you think that's worth it? Maybe.
0: Well, I think maybe San Diego has their own, there are very good restaurants. Yeah. But if you're in San Diego, or maybe you're in Anaheim, you know, if you're looking for something special and one of a kind, it's definitely worth getting out of your way.
1: Yeah, for that price tag. Yeah. Um, okay, so two more questions. If you had advice for someone who wants to be a chef, what should they know?
0: Run. Run. <laughs> <laughs> uh no uh, just be ready to to face lots Run of challenge it. uh the industry especially through COVID, has gone through a lot of changes we are on an employee market so if you uh want to be a chef this is the best time to do it and probably the worst time to do it um great in the sense that there's a lot of job openings uh, and some of the best restaurants in the world, if not all of them, um, bad in the sense of uh, inflation and how the industry can get to be badly paid. Some restaurants are getting caught on a cycle where they can't compete to places like Panda Express, where they can offer you twenty three dollars an hour to yeah, start. Yeah,
1: that's true. I saw like a Dunkin' Donuts sign that was like. Starting at $20 an hour or something like that, yeah, which so is more than These big restaurants.
0: corporations have more money to play.
1: Yeah, that's fair. Um, what should the rest of us rustic cooks or home cooks know about cooking?
0: That it's not, it's not as fancy as it seems. It's not as complicated as it seems. And cooking to... Another level only requires a little bit of knowledge and a little bit of precisions and that's it.
1: Nice. You think YouTube's a good place to start?
0: Definitely. Definitely. I personally like a few YouTubers.
1: Give some recommendations. Uh
0: one Joshua Weizman. Very yes. good one. He's great. Um if you want something fancy, there's this guy called... Uh, or his channel is called Jules Cooking. Uh, he focuses on uh, copying uh, recipes by Michelin star chefs. So, he does a lot of uh, cooking videos that are very intricate and complicated. Uh, you get to know fancy terms and weird addings to the food. Weird food additives and... Nice. all that kind of fun stuff
1: nice well uh, that's it that's all All the questions I got so um, thank you so much for joining me on this episode before we wrap up um, this is your opportunity to plug socials or plug anything that you've got going on and then also we ask our, our guests to leave the audience with something so you get the last word
0: Oh, interesting I get the last word Uh, So socials, uh, people can find me on Instagram at Chef in Hollywood. Um, That's mainly my biggest social media. So at Chef in Hollywood, and that's me. And Um, then
1: are you on TikTok?
0: I am on TikTok with the same tag, so Chef in Hollywood on TikTok as well. I don't have many TikToks, but it's, it's hard to find time. We're working on it.
1: Yeah, we'll, we'll link that one down below. All right. And then what do you want to leave the audience with?
0: Just cook and have fun.
1: <laughs> okay, then that's it. That's, that's it. it. Cook and have fun. <laughs> A-G-Y something Chicago. This is
0: Ira This is W-A-Chicago. <laughs> Quit. Uh, Jess Nights are the first nights. <laughs> My name is Nestor Fuentes. Uh, you guys will be with me all night till <laughs> 2 <laughs> <a lying>. a.m. <sighs> okay, you're too loud now. You're too loud. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, let me listen to that. You can listen Pause to it when
1: that, I edit. that, okay? No. Okay.